Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think I've got a cobweb in my drink. Ooh. Wow. How old is it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> when did you pull that, Chris? <laughs> well, when I knew we were doing the Hollywood series, I pre-made them all. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show where we make cocktails and solve unsolved mysteries. We're waist deep in our uh, Hollywood series where we are investigating the unsolved mysteries in Hollywood. Ooh. Uh, with me, as always, is the amazing Suze Kempner. Hello. Mm. Hello. Mm-hmm. And the fantastic Chris Stokes. Hello. Chris, you did a, your first big long live show last oh, night, uh, didn't you? I was say. Yeah. After lockdown. Since the world changed. Well, I, yeah, do you know what? It sounds dramatic, but it, there are literally no rules anymore. I know yeah. there are rules when it comes to lockdown, but now when it comes to like expressing yourself artistically, because we've had to do it via like Twitch and Zoom mm. and all of this, mm-hmm. then when you can start doing socially distanced outdoor gigs... It's like, I know this is the first time I've ever done this show, but why wouldn't I film it? Mm. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, matter right. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. It was literally my third time in front of a physical audience in like nearly six months. Mm. So I, it was like, I'd done three gigs to audiences since we could, mm-hmm. uh, but it was the first time I'd done an hour. It was mm. a, pretty much all new stuff, which is crazy. Oh my God. But mm-hmm. it was so much fun. Because there are no Yay. rules anymore. Doesn't there matter. There are no rules. Here's the funny thing, Chris. Maybe there weren't ever any rules. <gasps> I know. We were being what? kept in little boxes. Yeah, thinking that there are rules, but really the rules were in here. Listeners, I'm pointing to my head. Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. I got the video through today, mm-hmm. and it looks looks and sounds okay. So I'm gonna mm. see, uh, try and make a nice little film out of it. There you go. Amazing! That's that's super cool. Yeah, and that's super great. You got your show out. That's awesome. That's really yeah. Really cool. I was dead, dead happy with it. it. Technically, it was the first preview, I suppose. By the old rules, yeah. By yeah, the old exactly. Rules. By, by the, the old rules. <laughs> yeah, by the new rules. It's my new special. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! Exactly, man. <laughs> what are we drinking, team? What What do you have there, Chris? So this is um, of my own making. Ooh, that looks very um, delicious. I saw what was in a penicillin, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. just sort of adapted it. So I'm going to call it a calpol. <laughs> <laughs> a calpol. <laughs> What basically all this is, it's lemon juice uh, and rosemary with a salt rim uh, Mm -hmm. and it's ginger kombucha and then a tiny little bit of heavily peated smoky whiskey. Ooh. Very nice. I like the sound of that. Cowpole. I really like the sound of that. That's really good. Cowpole. That's a good name as well. That's a damn Um, good cocktail name. Has it got a good kick? No, because, ba- okay, so kombucha's got a bit of a kick anyway, mm. but isn't technically alcoholic, although maybe mm-hmm. it is because it ferments, but, like, it's not classed as alcoholic. Gotcha. And then the whiskey is really only to add a flavour. Okay. So it's it's one tiny half step away from being a mocktail, because the whiskey's the right. only thing in it, and there's yeah. only a little bit of that, so. Yeah, for flavour. You should probably, for flav. the real sort of uh, effect, just get it in one of those little syringes and just, like, kind of just squirt it slowly into your mouth <laughs> like you would if you were uh, playing cowpole to a kid <laughs> yeah i should drink it with a little white plastic spoon yeah there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how i, that's how <laughs> I had you, if you're a bit older you use the 10 mil one it's oh that's yes, right yeah, you yeah, do, yeah. Yes, you but do. chris, chris is only on the five mil oh. one because he's not uh, if you're over 40, i never 10 i never said that this was a cowpole six plus <laughs> I was really disappointed when I started having Calpol 6 Plus because it didn't taste as nice as the regular Calpol. Oh, really? I remember it vividly. I was like, Ugh. oh, I've tried regular Calpol. It is fucking delicious. It's really nice. <laughs> Masood, Masood's like, addicted to Calpol. Yeah. I'm convinced the Simpsons 
with the flaming Mo and the flaming Homer. I'm yeah. convinced that's why they did that because it's like kids' cough syrup being really sweet. It's cowpol. Yeah. You put yeah. cowpol in a. If you were to make a flaming Mo in real life, you'd use cowpol. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's man. a flaming Mo. My name is Mo, and that's what it's, it's called a flaming <laughs> Mo. What are you looking at? I'm a flaming Mo. I'm Mo. <laughs> Do you remember, hey, do you remember Tixie Licks? Yeah. <laughs> what were Tixie Licks? Tixie Licks was a cough medicine for kids and the advert was like a woman walking into, I mean, I guess it was the mum, walking into the kid's bedroom and giving the kid cough medicine and the kid looked so fucking chill after they'd had it. Mm, and yeah. then there was a voiceover just like, mm, Tixie Licks. I used to really want some like lovely bottle of Tixie Licks. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that sounds great. My favourite yeah. bit of that, Suze, is when you said, I assume it was the mum. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Just some woman. It's a woman going in the kid's children. bedroom. What are you drinking, Suze? This is, it's a martini gin and dry vermouth with limoncello. You could call it a cellist and then people would Ooh. buy that as a drink. They'd be like, they would, ah. wouldn't they? I could call it the cellist. The yeah, cellist. the cellist. Yeah, the it cellist. gives it a bit of prestige. Hi guys, this is the cellist. It's £14. <laughs> yeah. I haven't tasted it yet. It. Hang on. Oh, it's really lovely. Oh, it's really yeah. nice. It's like martini with a zinc. Yeah, and mm. also quite restrained for you when you said what I know, was in I was it. just thinking, like, yeah. it's normally I'm like, hello, I've got some um, dog's piss and I've put some vanilla essence in and a, and a dash of beer. in a pint glass for some yeah, reason. it's just great, big brown. <laughs> big fan about how Suze goes, goes about sourcing her dog piss when we know she hasn't got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> We've got um, a mint plant that grows outside the front door and dog's always pissing on it, so I just I just wait there with a beaker. Stick a glass. Just wait there in the, in the grass with a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, I've got a little hat with grass on it, like in the army where you wear a hat with plants on it. And I'm there with One my beaker going, come on, any minute now, there'll be a dog with my jerry can. A ghillie, a ghillie suit, that's what the snipers use. It's like, it looks like grass. You're sat that's there it. Suit. I've got a ghillie suit, I've got my jerry can. That's a jerry can, isn't it? Yeah, jerry can. Jerry can. I'm like, come on, He's Fido. It, waiting it. And you're just hearing the, the piss tingle in against the metal. At... Yeah, and you just see your close up on my face going, yes. <laughs> that little fist pump from uh, from the Tom Cruise from the firm. <laughs> There's an action movie montage as you get the piss back into the house. Yes. Yeah, oh, but yeah. The, but it's like right next to the door, so it's literally just the music goes dun, 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 and then it stops because I just walk straight. That's it. <laughs> what are you What are you drinking, Missy? Uh, this is one from our early days. This is a, a cerveza Nicola. So this is Campari vodka and. Uh, some beer. Yeah. Vodka, Campari and beer? Mm-hmm. I don't remember having that one on the podcast. Oh, it's very early. It was like from like... Oh, it was when we had the Michelada. So that must have been... Oh. It was the, the first drink. The first oh. drink was that. And then you had the Michelada. And I think it's because the Michelada overshadowed... That was Will Duggan, wasn't it? Yes, that was Duggan, yeah. Oh, before yeah. we do crack on, though, I feel no, like yes. we should say that last week, Sue set a challenge to whoever it is that runs the Almonds and Champagne social media oh, yeah. accounts with oh, yeah. a very specific album cover and they did it they did it they, they did, did. Yeah. and they dm'd me first going hi we just want to check if this is okay because we've used your face and i messaged back saying guys you, you can do what you like that's <laughs> brilliant it's I not saw actually that. me nude yeah <laughs> so today is yes, a big one today is the Ooh. death of superman <gasps> oh my god but it's um, okay, because at the end of the episode, Chris flies around the world really, really fast. He goes, goes back <laughs> in time, and then everything's fine, right? Yeah. The Either death that, of or he Superman. just comes back to life after many number of different Chris's, all from various different places. <laughs> yeah. One of them is an Android Chris. I come back in a black cardigan. In a black cardigan, <laughs> yeah. What is, then there's Chris Boy. It's Lil Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Chris. There's Chris Dog as well. Chris Dog. <laughs> All of them <laughs> claiming to be the real Chris Stokes, but we know. Susan, I know it's not the real Chris. It's just us. And then, uh, and, then, and, then, and then Dean Kane's there for some reason going, can I have a go? Yeah, and, and he's just going, like, vote no. Trump. <laughs> and everyone says, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the death of Superman. So this is George Reeves. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, he was an actor and his career didn't go the way he planned because he was in Gone with the Wind. He was a mm. uh, suitor to Scarlett O'Hara in that. Ah. He was like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna make it big," but he didn't. And the thing that he's most known for is playing Superman on TV. First of all, in a serial that was in the cinemas, Superman and the Mole Men, and then it became a, an ongoing TV <laughs> what? series. Fucking what? 
yeah, Superman. Is this like because I know the Max Fleischer cartoons? They'd have like Superman leaping and flying, and they couldn't decide which one he'd do. So like he'd be he'd be like he can leap over buildings, and then you'd see an episode of Superman where he's just jumping loads. <laughs> oh, well, because uh, originally <laughs> he wasn't. Stupid. Originally Superman couldn't fly. Yeah, that's he, right. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. could leap. A, he could leap a whole. Uh, yeah, he can. He can leap an entire in building in one yeah. single jumping bound. jump. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I I approve of the change to the fact that he can fly. (laughs) Yeah, like make a man fly around. How else is he going to save Lois Lane? (laughs) Can you imagine the Christopher Reeve film in 1978? The tagline wouldn't be the same. You'll believe a man can jump over a building. (laughs) (laughs) You'll believe a man can... I think I just like, you'll believe a man can jump. Uh, His career wasn't going to to, to plan, even though he was world famous for being Superman. Um, He was artistically Cinema serials and the TV serials. Yeah. Yeah. Now... On June the sixteenth, nineteen fifty-nine, he died of a gunshot wound to the head in his up- in the upstairs bedroom of his house. Jesus! So there was a party happening that he was a bit annoyed about. Uh, <laughs> he'd gone down to tell them off about the noise, and then ended up having a few drinks with them, and then gone upstairs. It's fucking Superman! <laughs> Get in here, man! All right. <laughs> uh, he was found naked in his bedroom, uh, gunshot wound to the head. And obviously, it looks like a clear case of suicide. However, there are some discrepancies, and it is disputed to this day whether or not he killed himself or whether he was actually murdered. Okay. I see. Wow. Basically, we can go whichever way you want with this. I don't know whether you know about the George Reeves case. I know. Of I mean, Hollywood Land. Yeah. So that was, and that gives three, three different possible um, explanations. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I haven't seen it, but apparently, it's because no one knows what happened. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a, what's the word? It is a biopic, but it's. It's sort of a, a who done it. Yeah. But they, it's not who done it. They take a little bit of artistic license and they it's give like you three what done possible. It. Yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck is very, very good in it. I don't know. How, I honestly, I'm not sure how best to do this. Whether to say what happened at the party or or what. Let's let's rewind. Yeah, let's let's lead up. Might, to the party. Rewind, yeah, wind, wind. Might explain a, a few things because George Reeves had quite a tumultuous upbringing in terms of dramatic revelations. Rather than I don't, I think he was raised sort of like fairly like comfortably. I guess. Okay. He so he was born in Iowa. Mm. Uh, just at the start of World War One, mm-hmm. um, and his parents were named Don and Helen. They separated very quickly after he was born, and he never saw his biological father. Oh, this happened so much. Helen oh. then married a man named Frank, Frank mm-hmm. Besselow, who adopted George as his own son. He better low. Basically, George's stepfather then adopted him as his own. Okay. Right. Then, 15 years later, so when he was about 15 or 16... That marriage ended, and mm. when it ended, his mother told him that Bessalo had committed suicide. Huh? Holy shit! I was going to say this when you said revelations. Yeah, and it wasn't until years later that he found out that he was alive, Fuck. and not just that, but that also he wasn't his real father. <laughs> that what? was when he found this out. Okay, that is soap opera shit. Where he's like, "By the way, I didn't die, and also I adopted you." What? what, what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. So that is that's going to sort of. I don't, is fuck that gonna you fuck you? Yeah, that'll fuck you up. There's a thing, isn't there? When you're, uh, if you're a child and a parent, and that's ostensibly his dad, and they commit suicide, there's that feeling of, um, they didn't, I didn't. There was something I could have done. Yes, like, you put the blame on him. He you. may have felt for a lot of guilt that he didn't do enough to want to keep him around, and then he finds out he's alive. What? Well, I don't know exactly where, how old he was when he found out that that mm. was a lie. But he was 15 or 16 when he was told that his yeah. father, who, well, his stepfather, who he thought was his father, had committed suicide. Jesus. But I mean, I don't know. How, it's weird that that lie stuck for that long, isn't it? Like, yeah. Surely, like, when you're about 15 or 16, that's, I mean, you can pull the wool over the eyes of somebody. But, like, if you, say, if you told a child, I'm so sorry that they have, they've done something and they're not coming back. Hmm. Like, that's a question that then they won't ask any any other questions. Or at least if they do, you can keep lying to them. But if you're right. 15 or 16 and you're told, yeah, your dad's killed himself. Oh, wow. So um, what about the funeral then? And stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah this is... A, she must have told everybody, yeah. like, he mm-hmm. killed himself. And then or people are like, oh. 
don't tell George what really happened. Yeah. Yeah. The the odds of him going out and finding him are too great. In, yeah, in order or like to keep just seeing him around. What yeah. if it was like that dude who they his family were like, there he is on the fucking cinema screen, the jerk. <laughs> I can understand her not caring about the ex-husband, right? Mm. And I can kind of understand maybe if she's not thinking straight, she'll lie to her own son about it. But like the severity of the lie, if found out, is going to impact badly on her from yeah. her own son when he finds out. It's like, yeah, why did absolutely. you lie to me? There's that, there's yeah. that, it adds yeah. that into it. So strange. It is fucking odd. Do you, I, I imagine it gave him trust issues. Just mm. saying. Potentially, yeah. How could it not? Well, exactly. Yeah, it's nuts. He spent his youth like uh, acting and performing and boxing as well, which is probably why he was buff, mm. buff enough for Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a and, Superman chest. And it was while he was doing all that that he met his first wife, who's you know this Hollywood series throws up a lot of interestingly named people, and we're like, <laughs> oh, what a great name! His first wife was called Eleonora Needles. <laughs> Baby, Eleanor Needles. Needles. You could write a novel and populate it with characters named after the most outlandish names we've covered in this Hollywood series. And people would be like, what the fuck? No way. No way. His career started with Gone with the Wind, like this huge Mm. epic film. And he had uh, not a big role, but a prominent one. Gotcha. In a a film that was the big... It was like Titanic. Yeah. It was the biggest thing. His career, despite that, never really took off the way he thought it would or hoped it would do um, we know why are we getting um, to know why kind of i mean like he i think maybe it could be down to acting choices or it could just be the way the wind blew i suppose one of the reasons why his career stimmed a little bit is because to re- rewind back a couple of years to the 40s um pearl harbor happened and he was drafted mm-hmm. into the military um to mm. fight in the war 17 months after pearl harbor so he would have been in his late 20s yeah. So, uh, fighting age. So he mm. had to go and do the military, and then he didn't act for a little bit while the war was happening. <laughs> um, yeah. But in 1943, there was a war film made that he was uh, he was in, and um, the director was a guy called Sandrich. He promised to make him a star, and then he was like, "Oh, brilliant! I'm away." And the director loves me. The director loves me. He's going to make me a star. But then shortly after completing the film, Sandrich died of heart failure. So, oh, so shit! That was that gun. Wow, he's, he's really like lucky. Alan Partridge when there's like that uh, new guy head of light entertainment, Chris Hayes. Is that no? Oh. Is that his name? Yeah, and he's like Chris Hayes likes me, and he as he's signing the contract, Chris Hayes like just coughs at his desk and then dies, and Alan Partridge is like, Chris, finish your signature there. Oh. <laughs> Chris, Chris, are you are you dead? Anyway, that's what that's, <laughs> that's what George Reeves was like with this Shit. guy. That's fucking hell. He's got rotten, proper rotten luck, this guy. Uh, yeah, so then he became Superman in 1951. Um, yeah. At that point, television was fairly new. Right. So, mm. And not only was it new, because the movies in Hollywood was booming, television was regarded as kind of like a uh, an, an inferior relation. Crazy okay. how that's changed. And it, 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 yeah, yeah, it has totally changed. Noticeably in the last... 15 to 20 years mm. where people like Julia Roberts will do a TV series or mm. um, oh yeah it's weird that De Niro hasn't been a lead in a TV series yet it's probably I, on the cards well, yeah because Pacino has done Hunters right and, yeah um, he uh, did that amazing Angels in America on HBO oh, in yeah. about 2004 we're hunting Nazis hmm? that's what we're doing but at the time TV was this new upstart why would it compete with cinema here's the yeah. thing mm-hmm. Uh, anyone could buy a cinema ticket and go along. Uh, nobody, not everyone had TVs. Um, right. They TV shows were cheaply made. And, yeah, they were. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you yeah. watch it on a tiny, pissy little screen? That I mean, I, there was lots of reasons why. Do you know what though? That's what people said about cinema. True. When cinema started in the twenties, yeah. you know, started properly in the twenties, it was seen as vastly inferior to movies, to um, stage, even to theatre. Yeah. And the thing is, because it was TV, he didn't work for very much money, and the contracts forbidden him from acting in other series or films. Was sort okay. of like a, he was tied to Superman, right. but he became hugely famous because Superman caught on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was a household name. Kids loved him. He had a lot of fame. It's just that he was still always seen as a B-lister, and I think that got to him. Right. It was probably was so fun for the first two, three years, yeah. and then suddenly he's like, mm, I'm approaching 50, and 
Yeah. And I know we haven't got to the party yet, but I feel like all of this is relevant stuff because mm, it kind of absolute. is a cu- cumulative thing. He divorced Eleanor and Needles. Eleanor and Needles. Uh, and then he had an affair <laughs> with a showgirl named Tony Mannix. Tony Mannix. Uh, she was a showgirl, but she was also married. Oh. To the general manager of MGM. Oh, Holy what shit. are you thinking, George? Eddie, Eddie Mannix. No. Fuck. According to, like, around at the time, it was heavily rumoured mm. that Eddie Mannix, and I can believe this, given what we've spoken about in previous episodes uh, in Hollywood, he was supposed to have had underworld connections. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think studio heads were virtuous guys quite often. And <laughs> not only did he have underworld connections, it was also heavily, heavily rumoured. Uh, he was accused of murdering his first wife, Jesus. And he was implicated in the cover-up of the suicide of uh, MGM's Paul Byrne that had happened previously as well. Oh, so boy. He, he wasn't a squeaky clean guy. No. This affair with Tony Mannix went on for a while. Oh, uh, Several years. By this point, he was st- he'd been playing Superman the whole time because he played Superman for like eight years. I think actually up until his death. Yeah, yeah, he was still playing the part, wasn't he? And also yeah. not really permitted to work anywhere else. I think he might have exploited some loopholes or got some leeway or renegotiated mm. the contract as Superman went on because he, he appeared in a few little films. Okay. Okay. Georgie, wear the cape. Wear the cape when you're with me, Georgie. I like <laughs> when you wear the cape. <laughs> uh, and also, he, like his appearance on I Love Lucy, he wasn't George Reeves. He was he playing was Superman. Superman. Yeah, right. That show was very realistic. Mm. <laughs> so like, as, as the 50s were ending, yeah. he was... Hugely famous. It's just that he was really unfulfilled and quite miserable. Um, <laughs> in 1958, a year before he died, he called off the affair with Mannix and he became engaged to Leonora Lemon. Oh my God, George, date what? a woman with a normal name. Yeah. You are ridiculous. Leonora Lemon, she was a high-flying, she was a, moved in high society. She was the daughter of a successful Broadway mogul. And... Like lemon farmer? <laughs> what is she was the ex-wife of a guy named Jacob Webb. There's no reason why you should have heard of him. He faced charges of bigamy. Oh. Because he married somebody else while he was still married to Lemon. Anyway, after all of this, I think all of this coming to light, three days before he was supposed to marry Lemon, he supposedly killed himself or he, well, he did die. It's just that his estate was uh. left to Mannix. Oh, shit. Oh. That's all leading up to the the point of his death. But the thing about the party is is very weird. Okay. So this happened on June the 16th between 1.30 and 2 a.m. Mm. That's according to the police report. The mm-hmm. police did not arrive straight away because it took everybody there present 45 minutes to ring them. Wow. Oh, okay. The police got delayed at the party. They're like, yeah, we'll go upstairs in a minute. This is fucking great. You tell me George Reeves was here? This is amazing. And then, <laughs> uh, we should probably so go upstairs. It, it was his house. Oh, right. The party was in his house yeah. and he so, told everyone to... Oh, right. The people in the house at the time were Leonora Lemon, Obviously, his fiance. Yeah. Three sure. days before they were supposed to get married, a guy named William Bliss, a writer named Robert Condon, and Robert what? Condon. Condon. Oh right. <laughs> a woman named Carol Van Ronkel. Oh, for Fuck God's sake. yeah, Van Ronkel. He's like, does anyone want to come to my party? Only if you've got a crazy fucking name. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's going to be there? Carolyn Von Ronkel? I'm there. Oh, I'm oh I've there. heard the Mistress Tim Tam is going to be there. And Jimmy <laughs> Bumflaps. <laughs> What's your name? Ben? Ben what? Ben Smith? Get the fuck out of here. You're not coming to the party. Get back in that car. Carol Van Ronkel was there with her husband, who was a scriptwriter, and his name was Rip Van Ronkel. <laughs> yes, it was. Of course it was. Of course his name was Rip Van Ronkel. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Does he, what, sleep for 40 years and then write a script? What's, <laughs> it, what's his deal? <laughs> so according to these people that were all there, because they all gave statements. I'm sorry, I just imagine that you've taken this statement. It's like, and your name? Rip Van Wonkel. Well, this is fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this statement. is the police all going... <laughs> Try really hard not to laugh. Mr. Van Ronkel, who who else was there with you? Oh, um, Bobby Condom. <laughs> yeah, and the police like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reeves and Lemon had been drinking with Condon they had an argument at the restaurant in front of him mm-hmm. and then the three of them all went back home Yeah. Okay. so then about midnight after Reeves had gone to bed he went to bed by himself an mm-hmm. impromptu party began 
with William Bliss and the Van Ronkels. Bill Bliss. Fuck's sake. Bill Bliss and uh, the Van Ronkel. I mean, that's a fucking band right there. It is stunning. That's when he, Reeves, angrily complained about the noise. Came downstairs Ooh. and he told them off about the noise. He was trying to sleep and whatever. Anyway, after blowing off some steam, he stayed with them and had a drink. Oh, and right. He came Calm down, with down little, then. With that little nightcap and, <laughs> yeah. and the dressing gown and his little Cold cream, face covered in yeah. cold cream like in Mummy like, Dearest. The floppy nightcap has got yeah. a Superman S on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, what's going on down here yeah. uh, so he so he joined them for a drink uh, yeah and then he went back upstairs but in a bad mood very noticeably in a bad mood mm-hmm. and then Fuck's later sake. on they heard a single gunshot from upstairs all of the guests shit bliss ran upstairs into his bedroom find, found him lying across the bed naked facing upwards his feet were flat on the floor and he flopped back on the bed and there was a gunshot wound uh, to the head and apparently the pistol 30 caliber luger fell mm-hmm. between his feet okay okay But there was some discrepancy there because there was contradicting claims between the witnesses and shell casings were found in strange places around the room. Mm. Shell casings, multiple casings. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Well, so uh, he had like a practice shot. He's like, uh, I got to see this thing still works. Pow. But they only heard one gunshot. They only heard one gunshot. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really So cute. they say. And then also, obviously, the people at the scene waited 45 minutes to call the police. So, yeah. Because yeah. they, were, they were flushing all the coke. That's why. They were oh, like, yeah. Well, yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, 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 exactly. They, they didn't make any apologies for delaying in calling the police because they were just all, they were all hammered, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been partying for a while. At this yeah, point. yeah, and it was very difficult to get coherent stories out of them all fuck yeah in the press at the time lemon attributed his alleged suicide to depression because his career was failing mm. right but it wasn't failing it's just that he wasn't happy in it yeah he was doing no fine. exactly he, great. he couldn't find any more work other than superman so i imagine that would get him down of course it would um yeah. uh, and the report she made to the uh, lapd said that uh, he was depressed because he couldn't get the sort of parts he wanted that's a direct quote mm. and then apparently at some point after he stormed upstairs, mm. it's alleged that Leonora Lemon said he's probably going to shoot himself. Oh, shit. She's like, he's probably... Oh. And then a noise was heard upstairs and she said he's opening a drawer to get the gun. A shot was heard. And then apparently she said, see, told you so. But she, she like, you know, that, oh, God, I think it was suicide. But she could have gone like, oh, I said he was going to kill himself. And he did. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and it's like it, 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 things like that can get report, misreported as they go on. Yeah, of course. And also, like tone and inflections are an important thing. So yeah. she could have said, "I said he's probably going to go and shoot himself." Yeah, um, and everyone went, "No, don't worry, then, don't worry." Yeah, and yeah. then and then she can. Oh, was that him opening the drawer? Maybe he's getting the gun. Bang! See, I told you. I told you. Yeah. yeah, rather than see, yeah. told you. Yeah, so you never know, do you? If you're not there. It's just that the fact that there were discrepancies between their stories and the shell casings found in a weird place. That's what kind of started people asking questions. The bullet that killed Reeves was recovered from the bedroom ceiling and the spent shell casing was found under his body. No. That's weird. Because there's no Very way that could have... Yeah, two additional bullets were discovered embedded in the bedroom floor and all three bullets had been fired from the weapon at his feet. Right. But all the witnesses agreed they only heard one shot and there was no sign of any forced entry or other physical evidence that another person had been in the room. And they found... You said they found two other bullets. Yeah, 
on the in the floor in the floor in the absence of everything else despite all these questions being unanswered they did officially rule his death a suicide but there is enough there to ask yeah it, very it's big a questions. mystery for it's on now a podcast for a reason yeah so like why uh, why did the casing end up under his body and yeah. the two in the floor the two slugs and the bullet the that killed him was in the ceiling so he must have done that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it could have. He could have. You're right. He could have. He could have gone under his chin, bang, and it could have gone into the ceiling. Yeah. But mm. the casing ended up under him. So. Would it yeah, have gone that doesn't. Behind him? Unless it I, fell down and then he fell back over it. Possibly. Even if he had, even if he had the gun to his head, as in, let's say, his forehead, right? There's no way that would come out into the ceiling. Yeah, you know, no, it must have been. Must have been under his chin. Probably on an angle, and then it went. Under the ceiling. Casing probably just bounced in some weird way and fell off. Yeah. Uh, the official story that Lemon gave to the police put her in the living room with all of the other guests at the time the gun went off. Mm. But there are statements from Reeves's friend and colleague from Gone with the Wind, a guy called Fred Crane, that put Lemon either inside or next to Reeves's bedroom at the time. Oh, shit. So there were some people that say she wasn't there when the gun went off in the living room with everybody else. Yeah. Bearing in mind, Crane wasn't there at the time. Oh. But... He he said that Bill Bliss, William Bliss, <laughs> Billy Bliss, <laughs> Billy had, Bliss had told somebody Double else B. that after the shot rang out, while Bliss was having a drink, Leonora Lemon came downstairs and said, "Tell them I was down here. Tell them I was down here." Oh, whoa! So there's that to contend with. Then all of the other weird stuff about where all the bullets are. George Reeves's mother, who was still alive at the time, she thought the ruling was uh, done with too quickly and too soon. Oh. Yeah. And she kept her attorney on to petition for a reinvestigation of the case as possible homicide. There was a second autopsy. The findings were the same as the first, except for right. a series of bruises of unknown origin about the head and body. Oh. Hey. Not, not stunts from the show? No. Um, well, I think like <laughs> they would have shown up in the first autopsy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, then I think if they were there, they would have anyway. So maybe well, yeah. there could have been stunts from the show. That's mm. a good a good a theory as any. It is. Um <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good sleuthing. But mate. a month, a month later, a month after the second <laughs> autopsy, there was no evidence uh, had been uncovered that contradicted the official finding. Yeah. This attorney announced that he was satisfied that the gunshot wound had been self-inflicted. Told his mother that I withdraw from the case. Oh, yeah, fucking hell, man. And then people like Alan Ladd. <laughs> oh yeah, sounds like a <laughs> Alan Ladd. He's You've famous. heard of Alan Ladd, right? Cheryl yeah. Ladd's Cheryl Ladd's dad. It's a, oh, right. She was an angel in Charlie's Angels. Yeah, he oh, was a um, he was a proper he was a big star. He was in Shane. Oh right, yep. I just love the name Alan Ladd. He was such a fucking well. Get this lad. as well because <laughs> Alan Ladd wasn't alone. Alan Ladd wasn't alone in uh, being skeptical of the official findings. Right. Another man, another man. He was an American actor. He was three times nominated for an uh, Academy Award, mm-hmm. uh, and his name was Gig Young. <laughs> Gig Young. I've never heard of him. Never heard Gig of him. Young. He's, got three, he's nominated three times, mate. Three, three Oscar times, nominations and I've never actor. heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, supporting, anyone can get that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were sceptical of the official findings. Yeah. Hey, and I found him. Hey, Gig Young would sleep with. Oh, let's see. He looks a little bit Sinatra-y. Yeah, he I does. Thought. And also, he looks a little bit like Doc Phillips in Mad Men. Oh, uh, okay. He oh he was in they shoot horses don't they yes oh, okay. he was he need one for that oh gotcha uh, okay oh hello yeah 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 I see Masood Wood um, yeah <laughs> he yeah, looks yeah. like he looks like a naughty man yeah. doesn't he he'd go hey ladies it's and that, we'd go <laughs> it's that one where he's like hey. he's there with the yeah. cigarette he's like hello <laughs> like, oh, yeah have you got he's like got a light and then yeah, yeah that's it. and then he just like just with his hand just goes Ooh, under the boob Whoop, yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah and you'd go oh my god he just did that without me even gig gig, yeah. gig yeah. stop it gig is short for giggle sweetheart yeah <laughs> yeah and then you giggle and he's like see i told you and you're like <laughs> and then you keep giggling and then he's like see and then it's like a chain reaction and you can't you, stop and, i can't stop giggling until you end up sort of like giggling your esophagus <laughs> inside out <laughs> and then you collapse convulsing and he's still charming you as you go. <laughs> yeah and you're like vomiting because yeah. it's so funny <laughs> that's what they call the gig reflex oh, <laughs> oh. gig your filth they and uh one of reeves's friend a guy called rory calhoun uh, they all said no one in hollywood believes the suicide story wow and there's been books and everything and i think even in hollywoodland one of the Okay, so in Hollywoodland, the three scenarios are accidental shooting by Lemon, murder by an unnamed hitman, 
mm-hmm. under orders of Eddie Mannix mm-hmm. for sleeping with his wife or suicide. Yeah. When you say uh, the, the the first one by Lemon, I just imagine like they come in the room and there is just a lemon sat there. Not his wife, just like a little lemon sat there with the gun next yeah, to the yeah. lemon. They're like, we gotta get rid of this gun. <laughs> the lemon. It's a lemon with a cigarette. Yeah, like, like plunged I into know its skin. Believe, you see? <laughs> uh, so those are the three scenarios put forward by Hollywoodland. Yeah, and do you know mm. what? I mean, the idea that because he, he got involved with Mannix's wife, Mannix was this well-connected man who'd yeah. been accused of murdering his first wife. And do you know what? Maybe they tried to make it look like suicide and bungled it with the yeah. extra bullets and whatever. Mm. This is quite interesting. Tony Mannix, the woman that he had the affair with, mm. she didn't die until 1983 and she suffered from Alzheimer's oh, no. before she did. And apparently, so this this is 20 years ago, a, a publicist named Edward Losey. <laughs> Losey. Uh, he, said, he said that Tony Mannix had confessed to a Catholic priest that she was responsible for having Reeves killed. Wow. Whoa. Okay. But then she got Alzheimer's and can never and could yeah. never. So Losey said that he was there when she did that. Wow. When she confessed to having uh, Reeves killed. Whoa. He made this statement on TV shows. Whoa. Uh, oh. And then when Hollywoodland came out, he tried to seize on this and get himself known again and started repeating the story yeah. over and over and over again. Um, Losey. Uh, Losey. But it was disputed. It was disputed by a guy, a guy named Jack Larson, who has the most <laughs> boring name in the entire I episode. I know. Jack <laughs> Larson. Uh, Larson said he stated facts that he knew from his close friendship with Tony Mannix. Uh, mm-hmm. He said that all of these things I know mean that Losey is lying. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, but Losey, Losey said that he actually lived with and visited Mannix from 1979 to 1982 and on half a dozen occasions called a priest when she feared death and wanted to confess her sins. So I oh, see. Okay. She did suffer from senile dementia, though. Yeah. Which could either mean she confessed to something she did do when she wasn't feeling very lucid or she confessed to something she didn't do when she wasn't feeling very lucid. Yeah. Right. And well, it's like there's, it's that, there's that old war general uh, who, American war general, who died in like the 70s or something and mm-hmm. on his deathbed, a lot of credence is given to the fact that he went, the next war will be fought in the stars. And it's like, yeah, but he might have just been an old mad man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She um, might have just been an old mad rampaging lady saying crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, it could be the truth, or it could be Mm. nothing at all. Yeah, and that's it. It's like, and he could have made it up. Exactly. Well, yeah, he could have been making it up to try and sell his book or publicity for himself. Um, So basically, no, there's nothing I think in this story which isn't contradicted, except for the fact that he died of a gunshot wound today. Yeah. So it's all a bit messy. So I think that's about it. But as Sue said, like the most likely scenario is because he was. Uh, miserable about being stuck playing Superman, yeah. mm-hmm. wanting to do other things and not being able to. Um, the drama of having had an affair with um, this married woman for so mm-hmm. long and then being engaged to marry a woman whose who, whose own marriage history was quite colourful as well. Yeah. All of this combined with the fact that he had major trust, trust issues from his mother lying to him about his stepfather. Yeah. yeah. And his own paternity. Absolutely. Is probably yeah. going to have contributed to the fact that maybe he would take his own life. I yeah. reckon he did. I And I also think that he was still in love with Tony Mannix. Yeah. But he'd ended it nobly going like, it can't work yeah. and it will be bad for my career. He's got engaged to another woman who he doesn't 100% well, give a fuck about everything was left to Mannix and not to not to Lemon I bet Lemon was maybe if she offed him for that reason but then you'd think she'd wait until they were married three more days yeah that's what I would be yeah oh yeah she did it good god Lemon Some credence to the to the underworld thing of the of them knowing mafia people and them and the hitman, but it seems too, it's too, it's a little too much. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like. Yeah, also, it seems like everybody around now, everyone in every single story we cover, new hitmen. And yeah, and it's like I mean, dealing like with we're, we're dealing with people in the upper echelons of Hollywood, I suppose. Yeah, yeah they they would. So like, 
it's not fanciful that they would. Yeah, mm. it's the two slugs in the floor that are probably a bit strange. But then yeah, again, it could have been anything. He could yes. have been testing the gun. He could have been. We don't even know which direction they they were in. If they were like, he might have been like drunk, depressed, um, quite narcissistic. Yeah, and he's gone because at the end of the day, he was a working actor who was famous. Yeah, and mm. he still was like me in my career. Where? And he's gone like, I'm going to shoot myself. No, I'm not. Shoots yeah, into the shoots floor. I'm going to shoot myself. No, I'm not. Shoots, shoots into the floor. floor. Then he actually does it. Then he does it. Yeah, yeah, completely. He could have completely... It's That's totally likely. I think I also... Strangely though, I also quite like the drama of Lemon going into the room and being like, you bastard, you gave all the money to Maddox, you son <laughs> of a bitch. And he's like, you you get out of here, you goddamn dame. I'm telling you, you go down to your party with all your friends and do your stinking drugs. I want Why don't crap. you go make a load more noise, you loud woman? Yeah, yeah. He was quite. He was quite um, PG with his insults. He was like, "You're a loud broad." Yeah, because also he's Superman, so yeah. very clean cut image. I reckon whenever he was ticking anybody off, he would he would put his hands on his hips like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, you crazy broad. I've had about enough of your lip. All right. I'm gonna we all did a Superman like... pose over Zoom. <laughs> and then she's like, they're fighting. <laughs> over the gun and then like uh, maybe it goes bang bang and then and then she's and then maybe it was an accident and then she's like oh yeah, yeah. because the, the I mean, thing of her saying I know it was completely dismissed of her saying don't tell anyone I was I was tell everyone I was downstairs tell everyone I was downstairs mm. but the 45 minutes to call the police does feel a little bit like everyone's going shit we gotta get rid of the stash it, yeah <laughs> it it's fucked taking, up yeah that does feel a bit a yeah. bit funky I think it's so strange because I can't think of any motive to kill him. No. Um, no. Except, I mean, from the people in the house, no. there is a motive to kill him if Eddie Mannix was biding his time and being like, I can't believe he was fucking my wife for so long. Yeah. I, he could, that that I could believe. Mm-hmm. And he was accused of killing other people as well yeah. by proxy. Yeah. Like, mm. So why I could believe that he had it in for Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anybody in the house, I can't find a motive at all. Yeah. It, it, but the the thing that makes it such a cool story is this discrepancy of where the bullets lay. Yeah. And and, and mm. stuff. There's also, I mean, the 45 minutes thing. Like, let's take, let's let's say, for example, they're not getting their story straight. I mean, imagine if you're at a party and someone kills themselves, mm. you're gonna be like, holy shit. Someone's going to think we all did it. What the fuck do we do? And like everyone's talking for 45 minutes, not because they're like, someone definitely did it, we're covering up. They lose like, track of time. Yeah, they just go, fuck, someone we, we be- know is dead. Yeah. 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 And there might even have been an argument about, do we call the do police? We call do we call police? an ambulance? What Absolutely. do we do? <laughs> you got a whole yeah, they fucking piss heads and yeah. Anyway, um, I, I would love it to be like a tale of murder by the mob or something. Mm. Mm. And you know, I'm not ruling it out, but I think it's equally as likely that he just shot himself. Yeah, yeah. He could have just just popped, just popped. Like, like you said, he was. I mean, we're gonna add his his backstory and where he was in his career to it. That's why I felt like it was important to cover all of that. Absolutely, it's like you sort of go, yeah, okay. You know, that's not too out of the question. Mm. Um, especially um, the revelation of finding out his dad wasn't dead. I mean, Jesus, and not his yeah. real father. I mean, I know there's two. Shit. There's a double whammy there. He found yeah. them at both at once. It was like, oh, by the way, your father didn't commit suicide, like I said. No. Equally, he's not your yeah. father. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine it was the father, the his old father, giving him the news though. So he like sees him, he's like, Dad. Oh, I'm not your dad. Oh, also, I'm not mm. dead. What? <laughs> Superman himself, when he got older, found out his parents weren't his real parents. <gasps> oh, oh my god! And he hadn't seen his biological father since he was a baby. Yeah, (laughs) holy shit. So then then George Reeves actually climbed on a spaceship, went back to Krypton. (laughs) Well, this is the uh, other thing. George Reeves' death is the first point in the graph of this curse of Superman that people think exists. Yes. Oh, really? And now people, they squeeze it to fit. Mm. So, like, like for example, yeah, so Christopher Reeve had that horrible accident in in 95. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he died, what? 2004 was it as early as that because in my head it was like three years ago but obviously not (laughs) well that's because you thought they've still got topics in celebrations oh yeah i would like lose track of time 2004 yeah fucking hell so he died like nine years after after that Mm -hmm. so then they're like oh my god that's another one yeah dean kane played superman and he's and then said something cunty on the news didn't he yeah did he yeah, no, what he said was, uh, I think the, where this all came from, and he started doubling down on it, was on a news interview, he said, I guarantee, he, he, this was in July, mm. he was talking about um, cancel culture, 
and he <laughs> said that anti anti police rhetoric boils his blood. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, he's such I a mean, piece of shit. Yeah, so th- I mean, like anti police rhetoric boiling your blood. P- choose your moment because at the moment yeah. the police are acting like cunts. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah. So he they, he said that, and then he topped it off with, "I guarantee you that today in this climate, as Superman, I wouldn't be able to say truth, justice, and the American way." And then the news the uh, news anchor was like, "Oh yeah, that's that, uh, you're so right, you're so right." And mm-hmm. then the the current writer of the Superman comics. Uh, tagged him in a tweet and went listen motherfucker I put it in a <laughs> Superman comic last month <laughs> and then had Sarah. the uh, and then had the panel oh shit um, but, so is that the curse of Superman I don't know basically I think they could then say oh my god Henry Cavill he yeah. played Superman in 2013 and then 53 years later he's dead he's dead <gasps> well see because it's funny because I think I was who was I talking to someone said that the curse of Superman wasn't them dying but it was their careers going nowhere um, right and so oh. it was um that's kind of like I guess that cu- could be true, but look at Cavill. I think yeah. Cavill's no Cavill's that wrong. Cavill's proven that wrong, and so I think yeah. so is Brandon Ruth to a certain extent as well. He was um, in the oh, Return yeah. of Superman, yeah. Um, and so it's like oh, and but yeah, basically, well, all the voice actors who play him do other things. Yeah, but I do like the idea of that being the curse instead of <laughs> instead of that's like you play Superman and then you'll never get another role again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's kind of ominous, but maybe I'd make a lot of money out but of I that. But I think so there are, other, I mean, maybe there are other reasons for that. I mean, like yeah. Christopher Reeve was paralyzed. I remember him being brilliant, but I mm. don't remember him doing much other than Superman. He's yeah. in the remains of the day. Oh yeah, and he did. Um, oh, he is a version yeah. of uh, Village of the Damned. Did he? Oh, yes, he yeah. did. He did. He did. He did. But like, basically, I think that people weren't casting him because he was a risk if you cast yeah. him after Superman, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in some people's heads. He was um, incredibly young then mm. when he played Superman. Because you think of, like, George Reeves. Is, actually, George Reeves would only have been, like, Late mid-30s. 30s. Yeah, he, was 30, he, he was 37 when he played Superman God, for the it's first not time. That, wow. It's not old. It's two years older than me. But, like, literally, Christopher Reeve was mid-20s, which is crazy That's to nuts. think of. Have you found anything in the archives, Suze? Um, yes, I have, actually. So, Gig Young was married four times and his final two marriages were to a couple of women sisters wow. if you will uh and you will they were, they were sisters uh no third then fourth wives um that's interesting and they had to record separately while this uh, he was only married the marriages to both of them spanned a period of eight months and yeah he couldn't divorce those bitches quick enough to yeah. they had to in this time record separately they didn't speak. However, they kept up with the recording and they recorded a song about George Reeves called The Man with an S on His Chest. I'll give you a clue. Do yeah. the initials A and C mean anything to you? Air conditioning. Assassin's Creed. Ah! <laughs> no, Assassin's Creed, you're closer. It was almost <laughs> champagne. Oh, it's almost of champagne. Like, champagne. Did you forget? Did you forget there a thing? They recorded the man with an S on his chest separately. They weren't speaking at this point. It's now. Do they um, sing every other word, Suze? <laughs> no, because I've got a very busy couple of days, and uh, it's probably going to be quite a simple little arrangement. <laughs> so yeah, this is the man with an S on his chest. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's George Reeves, and he's dead. You tell that bitch that if she shows her face at the studio today, oh, I will cut her. We know about a guy who was in Gone with the Wind. Gunshot wound to the head, and he died. Career hadn't been stellar, much to his chagrin. But did George Reeves really commit suicide? Is she outside? I'll slash her goddamn tires. You tell her to get out of here. So the mother of George was highly suspicious that foul play caused the death of her son. He was so depressed cause he was very ambitious but was murdered the way he was done. Shitty cheap perfume. I know she's been here today. Did you let her use this? My pitchy slut will ruin this track anyway. It was a fucking drinking game gone wrong. Champagne out. 
Armand says, Ew, Superman, who cares? You'll believe a man can die! Um, I guess that's all for today. Thanks, girls. There we go. Ah, it's Story like of their, George Reeves. It's like Brilliant. their version of All Star by Smash Mouth, you know? Like that's the <laughs> one was, he's quite like that, isn't it? They always want them to play it. Yeah. That was, uh, I, was I did think I knew that much about George Reeves. I, I knew a little bit. I knew that he died. And I knew the sort of curse of Superman kind of nonsense. And also, we jumped 10 years. We jumped from 1949 to 1959. Mm. Um, That's crazy, yeah. So, 50s was quiet in Hollywood. Yeah, that was our only one in the 50s as well. We're in the mm. 60s next week. The 60s are quite busy. Okay. Three, four, five in the 60s. Uh, you can find us on all of the social medias. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at uh, Mystery on the Rock, spelled R-O-X, uh, if you want to follow us there. Um, we're also on Twitch. What? It's the future. What? Um, it's twitch.tv slash Mystery on the Rock, spelled R-O-C-K-S. Every other Thursday, you can drink with us. Uh, at 8 p.m. every other Thursday. And we might show uh, Masood some highlights from 90s British. Uh, yeah, yes. last week we watched Noel's House Party with Masood, and it was a very classic evening. We had to pause it every five seconds because something crazy happens in that show every five seconds. Chris is uh, twitch.tv Chris underscore Stokes. Uh, Suze is twitch.tv Suze Kempner. And I That's am twitch.tv Masood Miles. Um, we're just doing shit on the regs. Yeah. Uh, so you can find us there. Email us as well. <laughs> uh, we're at mysteryontherocks at gmail.com. Rock spelled R-O-C-K-S. We love to hear from you. And we'll see you next week for another Hollywood yeah. Yay. Yay. we're a Hollywood podcast now bye guys yeah. bye everybody bye everybody bye, bye. bye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.